deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it pomegranate or old bandage? <laughs> Dare to compare. Be Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? I want it all again, I buy it. I told her she gotta come try it. They wondering what I've been doing. I told them I'm keeping it quiet. Right. I pull up, you know I be moving. Whipping the four and I'm cruising. The money I'm speaking to fluent. All of my business booming. Stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing. I love it. Everyone know that I run it. Yeah, look at me now. I came up. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Nuggets just clinched a game seven win. And uh, and we're pretty we're, we're pretty ecstatic about it. Uh, I'm gonna bring in my co-host here, uh, the all-seeing eye in the sky, Jared Shuck. Jared, brother, it's been minutes. Just just a couple. How minutes. are you? It's only been a couple minutes. What do you mean? It hasn't been that long. We didn't take like uh, a I'm... week and a half off or anything. Nah. Nah, man. What, what have you been up to, man? I mean, we haven't been able to see each other still. I mean, because we're both just working our butts off right now. But I mean, what, what's up? What you been up to? Oh, I've just been, you know, just been just been getting some stuff taken care of on my end of things as far as uh, just some new some new business opportunities that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and just been focusing on that. Um, it's been a really good side thing for me. And I, I think um it's been a lot of work but it's been it's been well worth it uh but yeah that being said i mean just this game man this series in general this run it, it it's been it's been one of those things where we're going to look back at this and go we should have seen this coming plain and simple we should have seen this coming and do you know offhand the last time the nuggets made the western conference finals you know i want to say it was oh nine and you'd be correct we were freshmen in high school when the nuggets last made the western conference final wow freshmen and we're 26 now I mean, and, and, and just so you know, here, here's some other very notable things that happened in 2009. Obama was sworn into office in 09. Okay. So you have, you have Obama, uh, you know, the, you know, the dating app grinder that, that was that, uh, that released in 09 and it's now gaining even more popularity. And here was the really interesting one that, that, that I saw and was like, Oh wow, I'm getting old. Oh, I just had it where to go. Oh, no. Oh, Jersey Shore premiered in 2009. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore premiered in 2009. Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow, and I Got a Feeling had a combined 26 weeks at number one on the Billboard charts. Oh, wow. So that was the last time. 
the nuggets were in irrelevance basically and and here's here's the other really last funny one uh you remember when kanye interrupt interrupted taylor swift at the vmas i do that was that was that was 2009 oh incredible what a year i mean it's just that's one of those things where you just go what the hell and just thinking about it i mean yeah when you put it into perspective these windows jared i mean you you know this as much as anyone does they don't last long no But man, I feel pretty damn good right now. Let me tell you. Um, let me tell you. Just, just what what did you think about just the 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 overall narrative coming into this? Just, I, I want to hear your take as just a as just a fan, like as far as just what's been like. Docs, man, for the Nuggets. Uh, I it was I had the exact same vibe that I had when Nuggets went down three one to Utah, and and I shouldn't have done this because it was stupid of me. But my immediately my immediate first thought was, well, they're done in five. That that was my immediate first thought, and I did that with the freaking Utah series. I did that with the Utah shame. series too. Okay. Shame, shame for shame. Ring, where's that bell? <laughs> Give me that Game of Thrones bell. And shame I mean, on you, Shuck. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't have done that, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I knew better than that, and I still did it. But but the thing I just like, I keep going back to, and I keep looking at, and going, this is like, in like insanity world to me at this point, is that no matter how well the Nuggets play. They are getting dogs so hard by by ESPN's commentators. Still, they're saying Jokic oh. is too big. Jokic is too pudgy. Jokic this. Jokic that. Well, guess what? Jokic just played thirty nine minutes tonight and registered a triple double. Thirteen. Yep. He was sixteen, twenty two or sixteen, thirteen, and twenty two. Sixteen points, thirteen assists, twenty two boards. He was a plus twenty two on the night. Yeah, he's too big and pudgy. Get out of here. I mean, it's just the classic narrative. Um, I feel, uh, especially in the NBA, when you have these these polarizing superstars in LeBron James and guys like Kevin Durant, I mean, I'm just so happy that we don't have to face Kevin Durant in the playoffs at all because he's rehabbing an injury. It's just one of those years, like with the Avs, where anything can happen. It's wide open. But but would it even matter if the, if we played Kevin Durant? I mean, really, would it? Well, he's just always been one of those guys that's always he's played well against us, even back to his OKC days. There's been times where where we've beaten him for sure. But I believe there was also a time where they kicked us out of the playoffs first round. It's a George Carl led team. So you gotta you gotta think about where these commentators are coming from, Jared. Because the Nuggets, unfortunately, they we've always been the Cinderella team, I feel like. 
the team that the league really doesn't give enough credit to, mind mind you, because they're usually better than advertised. But I mean, just this just this series with the Clippers, man, it it was a different energy from this Nuggets team. And it was almost like, hey, it, it felt like they were just growing up, you know, mm-hmm. and, in my opinion. And I, I, you're, you're right. I mean, they're growing up like right in front of Rise. I mean, Murray's turning into the superstar, like a Nathan McKinnon, like a Drew Locke, like a Philip Lindsay. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's just so... It's so good to see like a Denver team succeeding to this to this relevancy. And oh, yeah. I I mean cuz like I, I mean yeah, like we had like in cuz like like we're so used to seeing like oh, we're going to watch we're we're going to watch 162 games of Rockies baseball and maybe Trevor Story will wow us, maybe no one will wow us again, you know, just just the typical narrative of of Rockies baseball. And it happens for a few weeks and it's gone. Jamal Murray's been doing this all year. Jokic has been doing it all year. Bulbul's finally getting into the fold, which is so much fun to watch when he doesn't get to play. But he has he hasn't even been a big part of their rotation, Jared. Uh, if at all, to be honest, like if at all. Yeah, if at all. I mean, you look at this team. Here's the stat I was I was waiting to just to drop on you, and, and this might shock you. But as of game five, when we when we won to make the series three to two, that first win, the duo or basically the core of Nikola Jokic, Jamal Jamal Murray, and Gary Harris surpassed Carmelo Anthony in all time playoff wins for the Denver Nuggets. I mean, you are you are literally witnessing history with this Nuggets team unfold. And, and, I mean, the, the crazy part, too, is that Mello was on that 0-9 team that went to the Western Conference Finals. Birdman Chris Anderson, remember him? Oh, yeah. Nene, Kenyon Martin... J.R. Smith, Chauncey. Yeah, man, Chauncey Billups. Ty Lawson, dude. (laughs) I still have an old Ty Lawson jersey, bro. That's crazy. I got got rid of, like, my, like, old nugget stuff a few years ago just because, like, I was like, ah, man, I just, like, I never wear it, so whatever. It's the powder blue, man. It's a classic. (laughs) I I can't get rid of it. It's too good. It's a classic powder blue, DN red, like, the yellow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, it... Like I'll wear it when I'm skiing. <laughs> uh, it's just like man, it's it's but man, like talk about just a general awakening. I mean, like it's it's like they are. And let me tell you, it's it's not just like this team came out of nowhere. I mean, when you look at this series, don't let the NBA and TNT. And ESPN get it get you twisted on this. The Nuggets were the better team this series. They are the more seasoned team in the playoffs compared to the Clippers this series. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, you want you want some facts? I could start dropping them for you right now if you want. Um, <laughs> it, I've been waiting for this, man. Like, I've been waiting like, this. like we're not known to be doing that, anyways, right? <laughs> That's true. The truth shall be revealed. I, I, I mean, just, so j- just from your point of view, I mean, I mean, obviously we've touched on Murray and Jokic, and I mean, you touched on Gary Harris a little bit too. Yeah, I, I I texted you. I think it was like late in the second quarter, maybe early third quarter. I texted you when uh, when Plumley was in the game for Jokic, and I literally texted you. I was, I was like, dude, Plumley just looks lost right now on defensive coverage. And I, I I didn't think it was because he was matched up against Kawhi or anything like that. I, he just straight up looked just lost, and I, I couldn't figure out what it was. I don't know if he's playing hurt. I don't know if he's just not used to being in big situations now, I guess, because Jokic has pretty much taken over that entire need to do that. I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, like what, what were your thoughts on Plumlee tonight? Plumlee and Plumlee just as a whole, I mean, his, for me was already written out this year. Um, I mean, he backs up the best guy in the league. He just drafted Bol Bol, another guy with very similar skill set to to Jokic. Not not to say that you know Plumlee's not a bad player. He's had his moments for sure, but during this season, and especially especially in the playoffs, when he is out there, the Nuggets are at their worst, um, and it's usually not for long stints of time. And what you get basically in him. I mean, I, I've seen him make some good passes now and then, but you get a guy who is slow on the rotation defensively. Looks like he's stuck in the mud compared to guys like Gary Harris flying around out there. Um, and I think what you what you really see in, in Plumlee is a guy who's, I mean, I'm just going to say it as truthfully as it is. I mean, his contract's expiring at the end of the year. It's a large contract, and I don't think the Nuggets have him in their future phased out of the game plan and for a good reason the nuggets have morphed into this giant killer so man did he look ex- i mean if you if you could ha- give this team a weakness jared that would be it is mason plumley right now and, and at that point do you try to slide in a bull bull or a or a, even like a pj dozier to to try and fill when when you have to take Jokic out, like I know Bulbul is probably not the most enticing option of a five, but no. I, I mean, what do you do at that point? You know, do do you just move MPJ yeah. to the five and instead of him, instead of letting him swing, you just move him to the five and make him play face up on Anthony Davis or or what's up? Like it's one of those it's one of those things where we look at it and go, what what are we gonna do here? If we can't get Plumlee right, and we can't get Plumlee in the way that we need to have Plumlee, what is what what is Plan B and what's Plan C beyond that? If neither of those two options work, because I, I mean, I love Jokic. There, there's no shot in hell he's playing 48 minutes a night. No, no way. No, no. What needs to happen? And they they did a a great job against the Clippers with this. Is they took we took our strength, Jared, and we used it to our advantage. Um, and as far as just let's just say the resiliency of this group, you are seeing the experience. I mean, this is a team just going back when we got Murray and Jokic and Harris going with this group of guys. 
this is a team that went two years back to back one game out of the playoffs it was a play-in game it wasn't even like a last regular season game both years were a play-in extra game to get to the playoffs both times they played the minnesota timberwolves and both times they lost in overtime double overtime the next year they break the mold and finally make the playoffs this is last year the combo of Jokic and murray is outstanding to the point where Jokic basically able averaged a trip a triple double in the playoffs like he was putting up nightly like 25 15 and 8 average you talk about a center doing that in the league and you take a wily spurs team coached by one of the best in greg popovich to seven games and you win and then you're one game out of the western conference finals against a hot blazers team with damian lillard and that's just unfortunate but they pushed him to a game seven two. I remember Gary Harris put the clamps on Lillard and it was all CJ McCollum that series and ESPN dropped it. They stopped talking about it. Affected the Nuggets were, and you could just tell they were building it, you know? And with all these pieces coming together, the, the trade for Jeremy Grant, the development of MPJ, Harris actually finally getting healthy. You are seeing everything that we have talked about on paper come to fruition with this team. And it is coming to fruition in a way that is shocking these so-called analysts. It's making me sick. It's like they have this narrative that the Nuggets are a cupcake team. And kind of with our franchise, you, you compare it to other histories, it is. Because you had the teams of the 90s with Matumbo. You know, they beat the one-seeded Supersonics became the first team to do that as a franchise. 12th team in NBA history to come back from a 3-1 deficit, out-dueling Donovan Mitchell. And then they switched their style and became the first team in NBA history to come back in the same playoffs. And they switched up their style to a point where they suffocated the Clippers. It was like the narrative was switched. It's the Nuggets turned it on. Uh, don't tell me. I, I mean, you can't tell me that I'm not wrong with this. I, I'm, I mean, you're 100% not. I mean, and I, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Is Michael Malone in, in running for coach of the year now? After, after now taking this Nuggets team through two game sevens? And then, oh, actually, not just two through two ding, through two game sevens, but down three one in back to back series, and back to winning back, those series. They are six and zero. Oh, this is the craziest stat I've seen. They are six and zero oh in elimination games this year. Six and zero. Oh. Oh. Like, I mean, just think about it. Just one of them, and they're they're screwed. But all this Nuggets team is showing is that they can fight through adversity, and they are willing to fight through adversity to get to the ultimate goal. Which is the final, and then which is it? Which is then the NBA championship? Yeah, and it's like these announcers—they don't know who they're talking about. They don't remember that we took the Blazers to seven games and we're a game away from the Western Conference Finals. I mean, there's only one guy on that on that crew that ever brings that up. And it's usually it's guys like Shaq. Shaq will talk about that because he's actually a Jokic fan. Um, but guys like Charles Barkley, I mean, by the way, they made a fool of themselves. 
absolute fools of themselves. Clippers in four. Clippers in five. Clippers in six. Mark my words, guys. Skip Bayless. Clippers in seven. Take it to the bank. Dude, Skip Bayless just said he's a Nuggets fan now, and I don't want that. After what he said about Dak Prescott, I don't want anything near that. Get off the train, Skip. We do not want you aboard this train. A hidden gem of a team that we have enjoyed watching grow as a fan base. I mean, Jarrett Jack said it in a tweet. The guy that was on the, the Warriors 2018 championship team. You remember that guy? Vaguely, he actually played man. well against the Nuggets that year. Vaguely. He he put out in a tweet, and it's not like I followed the dude or anything. It was just like a promoted tweet, basically, during one of these games in the regular season. But the tweet said, these 2020 Nuggets remind me an awful lot of a certain 2018 team. I mean, it's cryptic, man. Bro, Magic Johnson tweeted out... Jamal Murray with 40 points and Jokic with a triple-double, 16, 22, and 13, like we said earlier. Outplayed and dominated Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who combined for 24 points. 24 Those Murray and Jokic doubled, actually more than doubled, what Paul George and Kawhi Leonard did. I mean, that's just, that's insane to me. Can you just feel, like, the collective window shatter? Like the public perception just melt away. Well, yeah, and, and the NBA is like, and the NBA's like, oh, we we want to see the battle for LA in the Western Conference Finals. Screw you, you now you now get LA Denver. Welcome back to 09, bitches. They, they man, they were advertising LA versus LA since the beginning of this season. And you know what's absolutely hilarious is that I remember there was a thread, an, an NBA thread that said, who's going to be the dark horse in the West this year? And I was just like scrolling through it. I was like, hmm, let's see. There's some preseason takes. And I, I had a, I, I tweeted one tweet. And this tweet was a reply to a guy that said, the LA Clippers are going to be the dark horse of the West. And I said to this guy, almost a year ago, (laughs) you want a real dark horse in the West, you look at the Denver Nuggets. That tweet popped up into my feed. It's been popping up in my feed all day. And, man, does it feel good. Like, there's a time to be smug, Jared, and let me tell you, that time is right now with all of this. And it's not like we didn't see it coming, because you and I were stats guys. We'll look at the game, we'll, we'll take any bias out of it, because there's a lot of people complaining about refs, but guess what? The Nuggets played better to the point where the refs didn't have an impact, even though the Clippers outshot them heavily in the series, or gifted points. The Nuggets were the statistically better team for the whole series. Goal percentage overall. Better defensive efficiency. Higher free throw percentage on less free throw shots. Um, when you look at it, quite frankly, the idea that... Oh, man. I'm just fired up, man. It's... <laughs> 
Let me tell you. It's, and this it's is very... why we have missed doing this for a week and a half right Ooh, here. Yeah. And, and just another yep. really fun stat from the night. The Nuggets only trailed in one quarter. And it was at halftime, and they were down by two points. After that, they were up eight at the end of three. Or no, they were up more than eight at the end of three. I can't even, I can't read anymore. But, I mean, they outscored the Clippers by ten in the third quarter, and then by, what is that, seven in the fourth quarter? I, I mean, yeah. I, I think, I want to say the, the, the Clippers came out to like a, maybe, I think it was like a... Seven, seven, eight, nine, ten, zero run to start the to start the second half. They had their runs, and then and, and, and then after that, the it was just over because you just saw everything just get turned on for Denver. Oh yeah, I, I mean, and, and I'm just gonna drop this right now. I'll name drop all these guys. You can tag all these guys if you want. Experts predicting the Western Conference semifinals. LA Clippers two seed versus Denver Nuggets the three seed. Jerry Bembry, Clippers in six. Nick DePaula, Clippers in six. Nick Friedel, Clippers in five. Kurt Goldsberry, Bad L, Clippers in four. Andrew Hahn, Clippers in six. Chris Herring, Clippers in six. Andrew Lopez, Clippers in six. Zach Lowe, Clippers in five. Tim McMahon, Tipper, Clippers in six. Bobby Marks, Clippers in five. Drew McManaman. Clippers in five, Kevin Pelton, Clippers in five, George Jorge Sedano, Clips in five, Andre Snelling's Clippers in six, Jesse Washington, Clippers in five, Eric Woodyard, Clippers in five, Royce Young, Clippers in six, final tally with Ohm Young, Young, Young Misook rounding out the tally with Clippers in six. You have a total final tally of 19 total votes for the Clippers and zero for the Nuggets. I bet that's the exact same for this upcoming Lakers series too. Oh, bet. I mean, and and we were the even, underdogs against the Jazz, bro. Even you want to talk about slight, bro? Even Vegas is like, yeah, you know, we're gonna give the Nuggets a plus four twenty five, and the and the Lakers oh. get a minus five fifty. So they're pretty heavily favorited. Pretty biased. It's nothing new though. This team is comfortable playing they, they they play their best basketball with their backs to the wall their best basketball dude i just wish like hell i would have bet on the nuggets down 3-1 <sighs> mistakes were made <laughs> yeah and i mean just now even to get to game seven for the clippers series jared of two halves. Um, game six. Like, like I looked at this and I was like, "Whoa, that is a box score that I would not want to see if I was Doc Rivers." And it was a second half of a point total with Denver with sixty-four. Just had thirty-five points. I mean, we rallied back-to-back games, 15-point deficit. At, game, at one point, game six, it was 19 points. And I mean, total, the Nuggets outscored the Clippers 131 to 84. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray outscored the Clippers 87 to 84. 
Our field goal percentage was 61% compared to the Clippers' 31%. Our three-point field goal percentage was 57 compared to 28% for the Clippers. And our contested field goal percentage, Jared, a true test of a clutch player, was 26% for Mr. Kawhi Leonard, Mr. Game 7 Finals MVP of that city in Toronto, city up north that we don't speak of anyway because of the Leafs. And you got the Nuggets shooting at 52% contested. <laughs> that tells you that we are more talented than this team and that all the guys that I called out should be out of a job because they, they, they are not even experts in their own craft, my dude. Like, wake up. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Well, it's I'll get into what I think about the Lakers series, but but wake up as far as the series goes. Yeah, man, it's, just, it's straight up embarrassing, and I mean, it's just we saw the true testament of, and and I mean, even even on NBA's website, it says Denver does it again, racing a twelve point deficit to shock LA in Game Seven, become the first team in NBA history to rally from three one down in consecutive playoff series. Look. It, and, and the headline is Nuggets finish mir- another miracle comeback. Now, this was no miracle comeback. The, the greatest, uh, this, there's no miracle here. This is, they were I mean, dejected. It, it is history. but it, it is history, but it's not a miracle oh. comeback, though. It, it's the farthest thing from it. A, a miracle comeback would be down 30 with like, six, with like six to play in the fourth quarter and coming back and winning it. I would call that a miracle. Yes, my dude. But, but, but only being down two at half and not only just like kind of maybe squeaking back into the series after being down 3-1 and getting like getting your wheels blown off in game 1 losing by 6 in game 3 losing by 11 in game 4 and then just coming back and putting up con- three consecutive over 100 point games and limiting the clippers to under 102 of those games yeah th- th- this this is not a miracle comeback this is a calculated win that that the nuggets yes. put on and it yes. was just a and quite frankly michael malone outcoached doc rivers and doc rivers is oh has eight losses in game sevens which is the most all time for an nba coach tell me it's not a coaching battle when you have michael malone who just clearly outcoached doc rivers in games five six and seven Oh yeah, and Michael Malone gets back to a deserved 500 record in the playoffs for coaching. He's oh, now 17. He's 17 and 15. So, Jared, I'm going to ask you this: as far as just watching this team, who do you think? I mean, besides the big guys in Jokic and Murray, because let's be real, the clown show that these analysts again talk about with Jokic's defense it's laughable let me tell you it is laughable but let me just let me just take you back pre-covid you remember a time when there was a a player by the name of um i believe it's montrezl harrell what was pre-covid pre-covid <laughs> that was so long ago <sighs> yeah <laughs> just thinking about that man but you remember the advertisement for Montrezl Harrell? The advertisement for the Clippers was that they're building a super team in Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. They gave up their farm for Paul George, by the way, which is laughable. 
And uh, basically, you also got this guy Montrezl Harrell, who was touted as their their third, their big three, their third guy with a with a gritty defensive presence in Patrick Beverly. I, I gotta even keep a straight face. Then you have an overrated player in Ivaka Zubak, and I'm just calling it out how I see it right now, comparing this team to the Nuggets roster straight up, because it's no joke and it's no surprise. Like you're saying, Jared, the Nuggets came back 3-1, which that in itself, statistically, it's nice. To do that twice in a row, unheard of. Great. History is on our side, my friend. But just the narrative of... The Clippers coming out of this being like, hey, they're going to be the team in the West that'll challenge the Lakers, like you were saying. They're going to be the ones. In reality, they're coached by a washed-up guy in Doc Rivers who doesn't know what he's doing because he was outcoached by Malone this series. And just compared to the league logic, you know, they don't talk about Malone. Um, so that's on them. Congratulations. Also, you, you just pieced together a team in the West. You cannot expect, I mean, give credit to the Lakers. They have a little bit more chemistry than the Clippers, but the Clippers were a team that was pieced together with all those pieces that I was telling you about. And the narrative kind of held up for the season. The NBA is a weird season though. Like teams will take nights off in the regular season. It's not like an NHL season, my friend. Um, you'll have your slights. You'll lose your back-to-back games always. Just one of those things. You always have that actual factor of NBA bias because there have been refs that have been tossed from the league for gambling issues. I mean, it's just one of those things. What was that guy's uh, name? I can't remember for the life of me. He got like I remember he got being like a big 40, story. He got like forty years in jail for like for for taking action on like over unders in NBA games for like ten years or something like yeah. some crazy shit like that. And that's the same clowns that are trying to talk to us, basically. I mean, they... I, I Think about this, man. Montrezl Harrell, he averaged 18 points regular season. 18 points. All right, I'm, I'm going to play the bias game right now. Jamal Murray as a point guard averaged 20 points per game this, this year. Montrezl Harrell was touted as the most vaunted and most impressive sixth man of the year for the league because he was in L.A., Guaranteed. 150%, my friend. Jamal Murray, meanwhile, smaller market Denver, averages 20 points per game. Better, you know, better assists, better just numbers overall. And they don't talk about him. But what I loved what the Nuggets did this year is that they took that narrative and they flipped it on its ass. They they basically said, hey, Montrezl Harrell, meet Nikola Jokic. Jokic, go off. Just go. And your sixth man of the year for the NBA for the league unanimously voted in saw his points per game drop from 18 to 9 while Jokic dropped a triple-double on him and clowned on Ivaka Zubak for 20 minutes a game. That is what these announcers will never tell you. And cool, underdog mentality, sure. But let's get real. The Nuggets were a three seed and they were two games out from the Clippers before this pause. That's just that crickets. That's that's magical, dude. It's just. It's it's pretty unreal, but you love to see it. 
absolutely love to see it. I'm going to ask you this. Who, who do you think you're... Who, who's going to be your big X factor for the the better parts of the series for the Nuggets? And you, you were mentioning games... Uh, you know, one, five, six, and seven, game four, two, game... But talk about game three. It was a game that the Nuggets basically threw back at the Clippers. They were down 2-0 at this point. And they led wire to wire from the tip to cut the series 2-1. And that's when I knew I was like, Nuggets in seven. Because they didn't show that fight the first two games. But that third game... I mean, I even texted you. Nuggets in seven. But, yeah, who, who for you was just the X factor as far as what the Nuggets were doing with what the Clippers were throwing at them with Doc Rivers? Who do you think the X factor was? Dude, X factor easily was Jamal Murray, well, plain and simple. I mean, not X Factor, I guess, but uh, who was the kind of the guy that stepped up besides those two? And for you, the the guy that I didn't expect to to step up and shockingly did, um, in this series was um was Gary Harris. I, I I wasn't really expecting much from him, especially coming off his injury and everything else like that. I mean, and he kind of was up up and down through the first series I was like okay yeah, maybe we'll see because I mean they started to get him they got him back I think it was what mid-series against Utah is that does that sound about right I can't remember anymore it was game seven okay so he got him back in seven so then like like the early part of the series I mean he wasn't playing well I mean spade to spade he he really wasn't and all of a sudden he just started going off and like between Gary Harris and Jeremy Grant I mean, if because I kept seeing on Twitter, I was, I, was, I was like, if we get this, if we get this Gary Harris shooter back for the rest of the playoffs, dude, watch out. And it's absolutely true because that was just one of the. I mean, because once he started, once he really started feeling himself and started putting up shots, I mean, yeah, he only he only attempted seventeen shots tonight and dropped eight of them. But I mean, at the that's same 15. time, that's still that's around really 15. good. That's still really good. And, I mean, and that's a guy that was that's a guy that was shooting thirty percent for the season. Exactly, and he's obliterated that this this series especially. He's been shooting fifty percent, like forty six to fifty percent the last couple games. And, and I mean, like MPJ's looked good. Tory Craig has looked has looked serviceable off the bench. Monte Morris has looked really, really good off the bench. Granted, defensive liability. But nevertheless, he's still putting points up. I'll, I'll take the points over a defensive liability, anyways. But I, I there's just there's so many like for for how bad our bench was getting beaten in games one through four for for the Nuggets Clippers series, they just flipped that switch so quick in five, six, and seven to where the bench the the Nuggets bench started to show up rather than getting shown up. And that was probably one of the biggest keys that that helped them close out the series for sure. Awesome take the the return of Gary Gary Harris Harris. Um, just great to see. I mean, he's your three and D guy. He he's your guy that you put on. Just 
the best player night in, night out. Let him be a pest. The good thing about Gary Harris's game is that he can still impact the game without being a force offensively. But hell, if he's shooting 45 to 50%, let's keep that up. Because it's a swag right now to this team. It is a, you can't touch us. I don't care what you throw at us. But by, by the way, really quickly, um, just to cut you off really yeah. quickly because I'm a jerk. Uh, no worries, bro. Mur- Murray well, and Jokic <laughs> are trending in the United States. Oh, oh. please continue. Well, that's great to hear. Absolutely out, just outstanding, brother. For me, I'll talk about an X factor and kind of a cool sort of mini uh, underlying story for this series for for people who don't know. And it has to deal with last year's draft and and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, but he was the player in, infamously now it will live down an infamy type thing. Like a big mistake. Like a Mahomes going to Kansas City Chiefs and, and what the hell were the Bears thinking and drafting uh, Trubisky? It's going to be that level of a mistake. Because MPJ had himself some moments. Some defensive lapses in the earlier games. But there were a couple key plays where he had one to two blocks. Hanging with the Clippers best and George. Posterizing the sixth man of the year. Every time the guy puts up a three ball, I feel like it's going in. Just the way that he's playing right now. I mean, the dude plays like, he literally reminds me of Kevin Durant. Just the, the height of his release. Like he's a 6'10 guy and they put him at the three. You just can't guard that, man. You can't. And you have a, a seven foot plus release at the three. That's what the Nuggets are working with right now. And he'll have his lapses, but Malone will bring him in with guys like Craig and Grant to mask his, his defense. And you got Harris and Murray who are pests. Murray plays great defense. Jokic cut Montrezl's stats in half this series. As a team, limited the Clippers to 20% field goal percentage game six in the second half. Remember, it was around the time where the Clips were complaining about the Nuggets' free throw percentage and all the times we were getting to the line when Jamal Murray got dropped by George. I mean... You're seeing the illusion it's being a pat yourself on the head, good job for pushing it to seven games type of a franchise. And the league has been put on notice for what the Nuggets truly are, in my opinion, just watching this team grow the past three, four years. Been through the dark days of the, of the you know, the mellow stagnancy of getting into the first round and losing with a great coach in George Carl, but still it stings. And you've got the teams from the 90s who were talented with Alex English and Dikembe Mutombo, and those were some historic teams. I mean, the team led by Alex English beat the 72 
72 and 10 Bulls. They were one of 10 teams to beat them. And it was their first year merging into the NBA. So the Nuggets have always had a kind of Cinderella-esque vibe to them, but you're seeing that getting absolutely shattered. But uh, but I am kind of curious, what's your take on this next series with the Lakers? Because I'm I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm also calm, which hasn't been a feeling of mine with this team. Yeah, I wish I could have that feeling with the <clears throat> with the Nuggets or not with the Nuggets with the freaking Avs this year. That would have been nice at some point. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I'm, I mean, really quickly, Jamal Murray just finished his uh, his press conference. Yeah, and this quote is now going to circulate for the next probably four days because oh, let's go. this was very interesting when because J- Jamal Murray was asked about um about like like about the reporters basically were asking like, like, Oh, how do I feel to have such a monumental comeback? This, that, the other thing. Jamal Murray just said, you have Shaq, you have Charles Barkley, you had Zach Lowe, Stephen A. S- and Stephen A. Smith. And, and everybody better start giving this team some damn respect, respect because we put in the work and we've got a resilient team. You guys can start by changing the narrative and looking at us in a better light. Flat out just said that in his, in his press conference. Mic drop. For a good reason. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> damn. I, I mean, dude, like this is. And I mean, he he has every right to say that too. I mean, it's not even close. Because yeah. it it's so accurate that. And here's the thing that just pisses me off too about some and Gerard Gallant did it too for the Vegas series. I'm not discounting anything that anybody says. So if Jared Bednar had said it, I would have ripped his ass for it too. But Doc Rivers yeah. said that conditioning was a big issue in the bubble. That sounds like a you problem, bro. Yep. Plain and simple. Salt. Salty. Get over it. It's, Same people that have complained about refs. It, it's a you problem. And, and you know what? I want to have some fun before I get into this because yeah. we had a winner for our last, for our last, uh, for our last uh, game seven. Yeah. T-shirt, yeah. Which by the way, I'm sending out this week. Sorry. It's been delayed. Um, I want to bring this one out now. And this will be for a DNVR Fraud City t-shirt that they just released. Because everybody called them frauds. Spicy. And here's what I want to know. There were four players on the Clippers tonight who combined for 42 points. I want to know what four players they were. And then I also want to know how how many points Jamal Murray scored tonight. And that's for our that's for the for our awesome bro. awesome audience and man it's a cool t-shirt too it is a good t-shirt dude <laughs> fraud city oh dude i fraud love fraud city but um yeah i mean i i don't know what to think i i want to get through the first two games of the series before i want to start saying anything outlandish or crazy just because, yeah. I mean, we got through the first two games of this series again and we were tied 1-1 okay great if it goes down to 3-1 again I, I don't know if the Nuggets have it in them to do it three times in a row. Yes, this team is deep. Yes, this team, this team is re- resilient. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I mean, you go down the alphabet. You, I have 27, 26, 27 reasons. I'm not good with, with letters and numbers. Um, you, you have all these reasons to say why the Nuggets could come back and win, come back from 3-1 again to beat a team to go to, 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 go to the uh, NBA Finals. My biggest concern is... Can we stack up with, with Anthony Davis? Can we stack up with LeBron James? And if we do, can we sustain that matchup, those matchups? 
for four wins. That's the thing I don't know. You know, when I look at it, Jared, uh, it's interesting. The because the Nuggets they they matched up well against the Clippers when when Plummer was out. I mean, Malone threw a lot of different lineups at him. And just the way we were playing, once we figured out how to beat them, it did not stop. But you look at the reality of this Lakers-Nuggets series. I mean, you had Lakers fans preaching about who's going to match up with Kawhi, who's going to guard Paul George. Um, Right now, the narrative is AD is going to be on Jokic. I mean, that's going to happen. They play the same position for their respective teams. So AD will be on Jokic. And Jokic, I, I think, it's an interesting matchup. It's one of the few that I'm scared about for Jokic. But he's been playing out of his mind. I have to give him some credit. I mean, I love the way that he just balled against... Uh, I mean, he was even impressive against with the Utah series embarrassing Rudy Gobert, the defensive player of the year. And they still give him no credit. There's still people that think that Joel Embiid is the better center of the two. Not tonight, my friend. That just got shattered. Yeah, that wasn't even close. Um, Not even close anymore. I mean, he's going to match up against AD. So, my question to you... Because that's going to be a battle. Jokic was sixth in defensive efficiency, like I like I talked about earlier in the cast. So it's going to be a battle. I mean, the guy's no joke. He he he. Like I said, he cut Montrezl Harrell's stats in half. And that's a guy who's touted by the league. So, and Davis hasn't been playing nearly as many minutes as Jokic. The Lakers have kind of coasted, where the Nuggets have played hard, gritty meaningful games the past six like you were saying six elimination games six and oh lakers have been playing closeout games against teams that were worse in my opinion in the houston rockets because the rockets do not impress me i don't care that you closed them out in five games congratulations um but the narrative is shattered my dude and my question to you is, who on the Nuggets would you switch on to LeBron James? I know it's the big question that's on everyone's minds because that dude is the spirit of, of the Los Angeles Lakers right now. But I do think, I will say this right now, Jokic has been the best player in the bubble. As of right now, he was the best player in this series between him and Kawhi. It wasn't even close. So that's the narrative for you going into the first ever Western Conference since since 2009 for this snake-bitten franchise. It plays into our our Denver narrative, Jared. (laughs) It'll be fun just getting to see his team play again, too. Because it's fun basketball. Here's my question. Could you put a guy like MPJ on, on, uh, on LeBron? No. I, I mean, because because we know LeBron plays what is it small forward? I think is what he's 
listed to play at. So he plays at small. He probably plays at small and power forward. So he's a swing guy. Yep. Jeremy Grant, I, I, which I, I love. Jeremy Grant. I don't know if I don't know how he matches up with him. Just so, not bad. Not bad. The Lakers will probably throw a starting lineup of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma, and either Danny Green or Alex Caruso against you. And matching up on paper, you'll have Jokic against Davis. And this is just me kind of just looking into this um, to start here. Jokic on Davis. You got LeBron will either be taken by none other than our friend Gary Harris. I feel like it's going to be a combo effort, like what the Clippers tried to do with Murray. I think Malone will throw Craig at him. I think he'll throw Millsap at him. I think he'll throw uh, guys like, you know, Jeremy Grant and at this guy. But then you have the point guard matchup, which I love. And this is the Nuggets advantage. You have Rajon Rondo going up against Jamal Murray. Have the remainder guy, either Gary Harris, Tory Craig, MPJ, whoever else you throw in there, going up against the likes of Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green. And they're better defenders than Kyle than than, than Danny Green. Kyle Kuzma is actually okay defensively. But that's just kind of what I'm seeing, just kind of off the top for me. Get to see our old friend J.R. Smith again. J.R. Swish. Terrific. Um, I mean, I, I just look at it and I say, you could put Jeremy Grant on him. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of Tory Craig or Will Barton on LeBron because I think LeBron would just torch them. I mean, Barton, Barton's out of the bubble, unfortunately. So there you go. He, Knock him I, I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be joining the team, unfortunately. It'd be good to have him. I mean, at that point, you're pretty much stuck with Jeremy Grant or hope to God that, um, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, maybe, maybe you can get Plumlee on him, but I don't like that matchup. Maybe you can get, you can get Monte on him, but again, I don't care for that matchup either. I, I, I mean, my, my biggest concern of going into this series is that the, the Lakers are able to play Every single guy, every single guy on their team gets minutes, whether it's JaVale McGee, whether it's uh, Alex Caruso, Jared Dudley, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone's playing. Dwight Howard, same thing. Everyone's playing. <clears throat> the Nuggets tonight, even, I, I, I want to say they played like, what was it? Not even their entire lineup tonight. They played. Didn't have to, my friend. They, they, play, they didn't play Bates Diop, Troy Daniels, PJ Dozer, or Bobo. So none of those guys played. Meanwhile, like the the Lakers are gonna run through everybody they can because they're trying to keep everybody fresh. And yeah, I mean I mean don't get me wrong, Jamal Murray's a, a freaking young buck. He's he's a ninety seven, so he's what, twenty three years old? Tops twenty three? He's twenty two, I think. So I'd be twenty three now. I mean 
like he's he's gonna have the legs to run and run and run and run forever. But 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 do we get into that situation where that we had in Game Six where he where we had he had to sit out? I think it was like six or eight minutes because he's he's starting to get a calf strain and just from dehydration because we don't want that to happen through the length of a seven game series because that was my concern even going into tonight was how healthy is Jamal Murray after he after he had to get stretched out pretty hard during game six you know what I mean yeah and let's not forget the narrative of just when when the Nuggets were at game six the NBA had pre-released the schedule for the Western Conference Finals And it was a a day after Game Six. They had basically already said the Clippers were going to win, and it was hilarious when the Nuggets pushed at seven. They were like, "All right, we have to move it to Friday now." Like it's just so hilarious every every time I think about it. Um, but when I when I look at this Lakers team, Jared, what scares me is the obviously the LeBron James. Anthony Davis combo. But I think we have our our advantage in this series in our guards. Because I think Jokic and AD will have a, just an awesome, great battle, one for the ages. Like this Western Conference, it, 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 could, and it could be even the Lakers winning in five games. Who knows? But when I look at our guards against the Lakers, I I do believe we have better guards right now, and they're playing better right now in Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. And I'll throw Monty Morris in there too because he's been clutch as far as what he's been able to do off the bench. Um, but you look at this Lakers bench too, Jared, and it's kind of just a bunch of washed-up guys. It's like a classic LeBron team. I mean, Jared Dudley, okay, you mentioned him. When has he been relevant? Think about it. Quinn Cook, okay, you backed up Steph Curry and chipped in three or four points a game max. You look at other guys in in Dion Waiters, and I mean, it's big names, but their bench does not scare me. I mean, I'm just going to, as as well as just the league already writing us off again, I'll say it again because the narrative, it stays the same. The truth, and I'm, I'm just feeling like a, like a private investigator right now, just dropping all this. <laughs> they never talk about it. I mean, the truth is that, yes, the, the Nuggets lost the season series to the Lakers 3-1 to this year in the regular season. That first loss happened to game two. We lost by two points. People were getting their feet back, right? Second time we played him was in December. LeBron James was out with an injury. We beat him by 30 in LA. That was our one win. We beat them by 30. Granted, you know, didn't have their, their firepower there, but a win's a win. It's the league. Our other two wins that they that they proudly project, you know, that 3-1 series win against us this this regular season they won those two games by a combined four points and two overtimes and then we watched a nuggets team that wasn't in their groove you watched our bench push guys like lebron and davis 
our bubble seeding game against them. LeBron and Anthony Davis logged 41 out of 42 minutes. Or 41 out of 48 minutes. I think Anthony Davis played close to 45. And LeBron was like 40s. Jokic and Murray played 20. And we lost by two. Guys like PJ Dozier stepped up. Guys like MPJ was coming into his own, and now I think he's a better version of himself than he was back then. Now I'm going to say that's my X factor for this series is is if MPJ could continue this because the Nuggets are dangerous when they have Jokic, Murray, and MPJ as their three core guys. Because you get a deadly combination, my friend. You get a center who can shoot the three ball and run the point. You get a point guard who can run the point and shoot the three ball like Steph Curry. And you get a guy like MPJ who's basically like your mini Kevin Durant. And that's just been a microcosm of how the Nuggets feel overall about this team when they're on. And let me tell you, they finally turned it on. So so forget the 3-1 Lakers, Lakers in five again. This is going to be a dogfight. And I'm excited. Um, but, but Jerry, what do you think about all that, bro? Dude, I mean, I love every bit of it, but I mean, like I said, let's get through the first two. Let's reassess because I mean, if we're up to nothing, holy, holy hell, dude, we're talking a much different story. If we're one, one, okay, we're right back where we started. Everything's cool. Now it's a best of five. Great. Terrific. If we're down oh two, oh shit. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of where everything's going to lean for me right now. Yeah. We will see what happens. And um, really quickly, uh, the Nuggets just hit one million follower, followers on Twitter. Hey, welcome so, to the big leagues. So that's Jared. We got to promote our brand. Uh, and have all sorts of new Nuggets fans, bro. <laughs> Dude, I know. Right? <laughs> um, another really interesting thing. Do you know who Doctor Disrespect is? Uh, not sure. I do. So he, he's a he's he's a former Twitch streamer who's now uh, streaming exclusively on YouTube. Um, huge following. He was a uh, he, he's a Trailblazers fan, but he's just a basketball fan in general. He tweeted um, at Jamal Murray tonight. Awesome. Like, it, it's like it's like one of those like weird things where it's like like you see that that awesome crossover of uh, esports and um and, and and real sports. I mean, it's just it's awesome to see. Yeah. And I mean, man, just the other headlines that have been going on too. Um, Jared, I don't know if you want to touch on this a little bit. The uh, the Avs and Nathan McKinnon ends up winning the Lady Bing Trophy Sportsmanship Award for the NHL. For those of you who don't know, and I think it's great. Um, awesome for the league to give him that award yeah I mean it, it, it's not the award that everybody wants to see just yet but yeah um, it, it's a good start he's getting the recognition now it's a good start but um, but yeah we, we talked about it on the um, before we started recording uh, Dallas beat Vegas in five which I didn't see that happening at all Nope, and that's that's maddening as an Avalanche fan. <laughs> which I mean, that's I mean that's fine. I mean, but 
Hey, and then uh, Tampa and the Islanders are now going to go to a game six after uh, the Islanders won a double overtime tonight. So, I, I mean, it, it, either way, I'd much rather see the Islanders versus Dallas because I want the Islanders to win, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, outside of that, man, I'm I'm not too... Uh, I, I, I've still been watching it. I just, I haven't been watching it as intently. I still yeah. watch, I still watch almost every game that I can. I'll try to. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been watching more Nuggets basketball than I have NHL playoff hockey, which blows my mind because before last year, you would have to pay me to even watch Nuggets basketball before last year. And then, I, turn, some, and, and then yeah. I turned the TV on and saw how much fun this team was to watch. And now yeah. I'm like, Oh, now I'm just hooked. I mean, they're, they're a wagon, man. I mean, I still remember there was a game against the Portland Trailblazers last year in the playoffs. It was like game three or four in the semifinals. And it went five overtimes. Yeah, the four overtime game. That was the game like that like, I really got hooked. So like, like, like yeah. That was like the one like where I really got hooked. The but, other game where, the other game like in the regular season where it just hooked me, I, I got to find it now because it was just... It was one of those games where I was like, holy hell. Oh, it was, uh, here you go. I've, I have it on basketball reference right now. Uh, February 1st of 2019 against the Houston Rockets, a nationally televised game where the Nuggets won 136 to 122. I, I remember watching that game and I was like, this team is so much fun to watch. Yeah. And that was when we, we even had guys like Malik Beasley mm-hmm. and Wancho. Who are now uh, Minnesota Timberwolves? So you're seeing just the evolution of what's happening with Bull Bull and and MPJ and and guys like even PJ Dozier. I'm excited to see what he can do. But the Nuggets have drafted a team that is good, that now has experience, and man, are they fun to watch! Uh, I mean hats off to them they it's gonna be fun man for lack of a better word yeah out coached the clippers outplayed the clippers don't let you yeah <laughs> but i mean now cats out of the bag media kind of has to go with us at this point we're a more interesting story than what lebron whatever lebron has eaten for for lunch today espn um yeah i don't care how short he cooked his toe that's just today. that's just classic nba yeah, I mean, but yeah, excited about this. Um, I don't know if we want to get into any Broncos stuff. We're, we're running a little bit late just because we do, we did have a lot to talk about. I mean, basically had to talk about three games worth of stuff and just a lot of emotions. Um, yeah, How did your fantasy team do this week? Let's, let's let's do that. Let's close on fantasy football. How did ooh. you do this week? I mean, sorry about your boy George Kittle, but not sorry at the same time. Yeah, the boys. Um, yeah, the the Kittle Kittle one vodka. Um, unfortunately, took the L. Uh, this week to none other than uh, League Dark Horse Christian Elsner. Um, <laughs> great game. He ended up beating me one forty two to one twenty. Um, props to you. Props to Christian on the dub. He's one to know. I'm sitting on one. But it's nothing I haven't seen before. Uh, I'm a harness the Nuggets energy, basically, and and turn my season around. Uh, but Jared, I'll slap it right back at you. 
How'd your team do, my friend? Let me just say, the boys on I went to Tampa for the memes. They went for the memes, bro. Ooh. And uh, I don't remember who I don't know who this my who my opponent is. Oh, I beat your brother, actually. Uh, beat Josh. Yeah, I, I beat Josh by uh, eight point three two points. Uh, mm. I, I was down going into Monday night, and obviously Derrick Henry just took over. So. Yeah, that, that was a that was a big win for not playing fantasy football for three years. I mean, that's a it's a huge start. There you go. But I mean, I got uh, man. Who am I playing this week? I'm playing. Uh, oh, I'm playing Trevor. Oh, that'll be fun. I'm gonna get Lucky. smoked. He he just put up almost two hundo last week, and his team is stacked. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, we've been we've been doing this league for a while. Uh, pretty seasoned guys as far as fantasy football goes. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll touch on that, you know. Uh, kind of, you know. Shouts out to the league, obviously best best league in the world. Love y'all. Uh, but yeah, this is a league where people can put up two hundred, two hundred. You know, we had games last year where people were average. It was like two hundred to one ninety type thing all year. I mean, the amount of error. People are are super active in in the league too. Um, it's only an eight man league, but you know, that being said, we're, we're always, we're always looking, but, but we have just a great group of guys, uh, basically just some, some good high school friends of mine and, um, my brother and some other, other people as well. But yeah, just, it'll be, it'll be interesting to get into that, to see what's going on. Uh, I just want to let you know, Jared league champion, reigning league champion, presiding over here brother yawn started 0-4 last year made the playoffs as a six seed and boy what what a what a year um i'm waiver priority uh six of eight right now so i'm just hoping to god this person i get actually comes through but we'll see what happens there uh, that's unfortunate i'm sitting at third or second i i had a who was it Le'Veon bell got pushed to the ir he didn't even start for me last week but he got pushed to ir so Ouch, you want to talk about injury problems, bro. I'll drop this on you. Mike Evans, George Kittle, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton to Philip Philip Lindsay. That was my team that <laughs> got, got wiped out this weekend. You got annihilated this week, bro. But I'm I'm used to it, man. I didn't Athens. think I didn't think Jared Goff would hit uh Higby on checkdowns as much as he did last week. So now Higby's gonna get the start for me this week instead of uh Mark Andrews from Baltimore. There you go. I mean, I mean, Higby was getting hit with checkdowns left, right, and center uh, last week. So I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, he got seven. He had seven fantasy points last week, but it was only on three receptions and forty yards. So I mean, it's pretty good compared to what I got out of Mark Andrews last week. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, as far as I mean, just for my luck for fantasy, Jared, I'll go ahead and say it, man. I'm the type of guy that that. And you'll remember all these happening, all these events happening um, over the past. But I was the guy that drafted Todd Gurley when he blew out his knee. I did. I did not keep him as my keeper the next year, and he went on to have the best statistical season of his career. I was the guy that drafted David Johnson pre-Todd Gurley and watched him go down with a knee injury game one. Um, also made the playoffs that year. Didn't win it, but made the playoffs. Hum- um, humble brag. Humble, humble brag, my friend. <laughs> but I'm used to it. I, I'm used to losing guys is what I'm saying. So buckle up. 
Yeah, man, I think you and I are in the same division too, so we'll see each other a couple times, which is going to be good. But Oh, yeah. Kittle 1 Vodka is going to get their redistribution. You know, We'll get our centers back up and running. We'll get our main man back in action. I was, um, little, I, was, I was a little upset. I don't think like anyone really truly understands how great my team name is because everybody's it's more of a hockey it's more of a hockey reference uh no it's not even a hockey reference it's just it's a straight up just like like oh all my memes said go to tampa because brady and gronk are there sweet i'm going to tampa for the memes cool there you go and i mean and by the way uh brady what you think about that narrative belichick versus brady this year I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I didn't play Brady week one because he hasn't played good in week one statistically over the last five years. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even bother playing him week one. I just, I was like, that's just, that's not worth it to me. Um, and you got a guy like Deshaun Watson too in your team. Exactly. So it was like, it was much easier to play Deshaun in week one and let him just eat. So yeah. I, I, I'm closely monitoring Tom Brady's progress right now. But... It, I, I knowing Tom Brady, he's going to turn it around like he always does. So I, that's one of those things I'm not too concerned about. Um, AJ Green looked really good too, um, especially with Joe Burrow throwing throwing it to him. I said that to you way before that that um, that uh, that uh, AJ AJ Green's going to have a renaissance year after kind of having a down year last year. But I yeah, mean, I mean, ten fantasy points on five receptions. I mean, that's pretty good i'll take that every day of the week even though i didn't even play him so that's not a that's not green numbers but he'll he'll get back up there exactly and there and he's only projected to go up after after last week so yeah that's that's typically a good Uh, sign i mean for for and yeah that's teams looking teams looking good my friend we'll we'll see Um, we'll see if we can get the same the same boys into a, a hockey fantasy league where i can just wipe the floor with everybody hey not everyone (laughs) <laughs> we we had last year our, our hockey league and we'll, we'll just kind of close on this because it's been an hour and 15, uh, 15 minutes of this um Love it, we had a fantasy hockey league last year where you had to pick three centers three left wing three right wing six defensemen and two goalies as your starting lineup mm-hmm. and then you had six you had six bench spots <laughs> and yeah, one yeah. <laughs> and one goalie slot <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. One of the uh, players t- in our league, tough, actually. That's a tough um, league. Jake, Jake Bilopondo, one of the guys in our league, he's the uh, the Saskatoon team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but he had a fantasy hockey league to where he was telling me they had a specific rule that was if the goalie scored a goalie goal, you automatically were awarded 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. They had like a like a like a basically just like a um as rules for the league, and he was telling me just one of those years he had a guy named Mike Smith who scored a goalie goal, and it was just he was like it was the most hilarious thing looking at the score. <laughs> uh, like I, he opened it up, he's like, "Oh my god!" Like Mike Smith, goalie goal, like and, and you know how hockey community is. That's a big deal. Oh, it's huge. Uh, huge, yeah. Uh, so that just made kind of made me it crossed my mind too. Uh, but yeah, for for your for your Brady situation, we'll see how that goes, man. Uh, I went with the coach on this. I drafted Cam Newton as my backup, and I'm I'm rolling with my Mississippi State boy and Dak Prescott. Um, it'll be an interesting year, though. Uh, but yeah, just overall. What a week for the Denver Nuggets. 
well-deserved to all of our listeners. Um, just thank you for, for being with us. Um, I, I know we've got a lot, of, a lot of hockey guys still, still listening to this too, but uh, definitely get on this, this Nuggets vibe. Um, it's great to see him playing well finally. There's plenty uh, of room on the bandwagon, boys. Hop on. Uh, Jared, any other closing thoughts for you, my friend? I mean, game one starts Friday. It's just, it's going to be a fun one, man. I mean, we, we've already seen what it's going to look like. And I mean, and, and guys, like, we haven't posted anything in 10 days. Over 10 days. It'll be 11 days when we post this tomorrow. It'll be 11 days since our last post. And y'all are still listening to the content. Like, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you, awesome, man. You guys are still just going back and listening to everything. I mean, like, we can see on Spotify, like, we got people still listening to episode one. Like, that's how far back people are going right now. Yeah. And, I mean, this is... And, I mean, when, like, once this all cools down, we just get into sh- straight-up Broncos and straight-up Rockies and whatever else it might be. I mean, I mean, we're going to start having a lot more fun with this because, I mean, I, mean, well, I, I move here in about 35 days, which is going to be so much fun. And because yeah. that means Joel's going to get a real microphone, and we're going to start doing this live and in person. And it's Let's just, go! It's just gonna be, uh, it's just gonna be a blast. I mean, I mean, we got more people listening on Apple too. I mean, this is just like, like, like we're getting more yeah. and more and more interaction from you guys, just from what we can see on from our end, which is awesome. Oh I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, just from just from like our perspective, from when from game one, so that first game against. uh the St. Louis in the restart. Yeah. So from game one, which is August 3rd through September 5th. So a, about a month, we put out 12 episodes in a month. Wow. Didn't even feel like it. No. And I mean, we had somewhere it was back to back days or somewhere it was one day, then it was the next. And then there was somewhere it was maybe it was a little bit of a break. I mean, I mean, we do have to take some breaks, unfortunately, because we are human still, but at the same time, <laughs> Yeah, we, we still just we still enjoy doing this. I mean, I was texting Joel like, "When are you getting on? When are you getting on? When are you getting on?" Right, it's a vibe, man. I, 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 and same here. I, I just love doing it from from just the the bottom of my heart. It's it's awesome that we can get to, that we're able to do this right now. And as Jared said, there are some some bigger things in the works uh, for sure. So uh, to all of us, I mean, thank you to, to all of you guys um, and Jared, you too. Uh, thank you so much for for just continuing to support us, like Jared was saying. Um, really just enjoyed watching watching the uh, the show grow myself and let me tell you those those 11 episodes man didn't it did not seem like like that at all um like i'm chomping at the bit we could do even like a mini broncos cast if you want at the uh end of this week yeah i mean we we were we were gonna try and do something um we, we were gonna try and do something after monday night but we're like ah, i was just gassed last night and yeah, I was ready to go to bed, and I just ended up passing yeah. out. I was like, "Screw it, I'm out." And it was like, it was like a week of like back and forth. I like, can't. I'm too tired. And then I'd be up and can't too tired. And then you'd be up and I can't too tired. Like type thing. Exactly. <laughs> and 
and now we're kind of like, all right, like, like things are starting to, to, to take form a little bit for both of us with work and everything. And I mean, like, I know that I'm going to be gone at the end of the month. So it's going to be a little bit harder for us to do one of these podcasts. I, like we probably won't be able to do it until like the night of the fifth, um, that week, because I'm gone until literally the fifth, I come back on the fifth and go straight to work. So where I mean, are you going? I'm going to Arizona. Uh, fiance's cousin has a wedding, so we're gonna go to Arizona. Then we're gonna take a little trip up to Vegas and spend a night in Vegas because I've never been there. So it's there you uh, go. it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun little time. And I mean, maybe I'll go. Maybe, maybe I'll win it big in in the Bellagio or something and count some cars. I don't know, dude. We'll see. You a shark? Uh, it kind of depends on the day, I guess. Would be the answer. As long as I'm not a San Jose one that just constantly chokes, that'd be cool. Yep. True that. R.I.P. San Jose. Always fun to clown on. Um, Always. That being said, Joe Pavelski is getting a shot in the finals, which eh, not really excited about that. But I also loved uh, just Corey Perry getting lit up by can't remember who it was. It was, game it was Alex Tuck, dude. Alex Tuck blew yeah, him up behind the net, man. That was awesome. Ripped into it. It was great to see. Great and, to see. And, and and quite honestly, like in I mean, our, our buddy Scott McDonald's already posting posting stuff about the Avs right now, and he he's he just put out an article today about how much it's going to cost the Avs to resign Burakovsky because he's an RFA. And I mean, if you haven't read it yet, go read it. It's an awesome article. And we're, we're going to get with him soon. We're going to do a collab with him and his podcast soon. So that's that's in the works. I mean, there's so many cool things we got just waiting in on the back burner right now. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. And once we once we hit like the hundred followers mark, who knows? Maybe we'll do something crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we we can always do a bunch of cool stuff. So. I'm down. And yeah, Scott's uh, Scott's podcast and his his website that he's affiliated with Colorado Hockey Now is just COL Hockey Now. Um, and yeah, great content as always. I uh, always love reading his stuff because he keeps it real. Um, but, but yeah, for everyone, just thank you so much. And we will be back uh, at some point soon. Uh, maybe this week, maybe next week. We'll see. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And uh, just, yeah, go Nuggets, who dat, and go, go, go Broncos. Hope they can get healthy, in my opinion. See y'all soon. I'm in the studio cooking up music cause I know I never got time to waste This is a decision I gotta make, made it here I can't stop now Had to make what I got now, this the life I chose Seen the highs and lows, I've been getting what I want now
With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.